Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for being here and supporting this message that women want to hear women on the radio really everywhere. And of course, we know men do too, but we're just done with that phrase. Women don't want to hear women, right? Anyway, this week we're featuring an independent artist that has somehow gotten more opportunities than a lot of young artists signed to major labels. We're going to get into how she actually does that and so much more. If we're just introducing you to Jesse Chris, you're welcome in advance. Enjoy. I've got Jesse Chris in the studio. Thank you so much for being a part of this Thank podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I have been watching your journey for a while now, and you are fascinating to watch. So oh. I really want to just start with your experience so far, proving yourself as an artist. Just tell me a little bit about it, Some maybe some ups and downs that you've had along the way. Some ups have been that I've been super blessed um, with the opportunities that I've gotten so far. I know that there are people that work just as hard as me and don't necessarily get those opportunities Mm -hmm. so I've been so lucky with that so that's been so that's been so helpful and um something that's been really challenging which is actually perfect for this podcast is being a female Mm -hmm. and I walk into labels I hand them my resume which the first line says 2018 billboard artist to watch and then lists everything I've done today show blah 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 and they read through this and they're like how did you do this without a booking agent or a label they're, and they're, they'll say things like, that's really impressive. But then they say, but you're a female and we're not signing females. So they really do. Say, so you're not the first artist that's come in and said that they've had that said to their face. Multiple times. And how do you react when they say that? Because that that's shocking to hear. I mean, up until now, I've never said anything, but I'm at the point where next time it happens, I'm going to say something. Yeah. Because what do you say? I mean, I'm just like, okay. And I walk out, but you know, I'm lucky that I'm, I'm doing a lot anyways as an mm-hmm. independent artist. So I don't feel like that urgency to like right now sign a deal. Like I, I'm just, I'm the type of person where I feel like it'll happen when it's meant to and it'll be the right thing. And like, I'm not going to force anything. And that's really tough. And especially with radio too, mm-hmm. I've been lucky to get a lot of radio support, but at the same time, there are, you know, some stations that are not looking to play an unsigned new female artist, which right. is hard. Well, that is really hard. And and you brought up a good point about how like you have all of this stuff that you've done already without the help of a label. Right. But it can only take you so far until like the label and, and radio gets confusing and everything. But how do you get all of those opportunities? I have a Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Manager Jeff. <laughs> he is awesome. Um, he found me on Facebook when I was in high school. He, Him and I were both just so passionate about this. We work all day long, all night. Like we don't sleep very much. Right. And both of us, we just, we do whatever it takes. And he, we joke around because he says like he's basically an internet troll. Like he just (laughs) finds everyone he can in networks on the internet and then meets them in person. And then one thing leads to the next. And he, his background is PR. Mm -hmm. So he is always really good at doing press releases and getting me press, which helps a lot. So um, I have a Jeff. And that's very, that's like the next best thing to a label. (laughs) And Jeff is great. Like I know Jeff pretty well (laughs) and he is fantastic. But out of context, I mean, uh, you know, when you say Facebook, Facebook and some guy just like oh, comes right. at you on Facebook. So how did that all go 
down with your parents? Like, how did they finally get to a point where they're like, oh, okay, this is legit? So actually what happened was I was, I think, 16 at the time. Uh-huh. I was on an anti-bully tour in Texas and my parents were at home in Massachusetts. And Jeff is from Massachusetts originally. So he saw he kept seeing my mom posting about me on Facebook and he was like, what's this? Like a country artist from Massachusetts? That's really cool. He was always a big country music fan. And so he sent my music page a message um, asking if I needed a manager, Mm -hmm. things like that. When I was on on this tour in Texas, I was like so busy. So my mom was replying to my Facebook messages while I was away. (laughs) Yeah. So she gets this message and she didn't respond to him for a while because his profile picture was his bar mitzvah? Is for guys? Is it bar or bot? Bar mitzvah. Okay, it was yes. his bar mitzvah uh-huh. photo. So like a kid, and so at first she thought, oh, this cute little kid fan right. wants to be your manager. <laughs> then she thought, okay, this man is posing as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's a little creepy. Um, but I got a call from her when I was in Texas, and she was like, so this man sent you a message, and he wants to be your manager. And I was like so like Mm -hmm. why are you even telling me this like that's really creepy and she was like you and i are gonna meet him at panera when you come home and i was like are you trying to get me kidnapped (laughs) i was so mad at her i love that you were more paranoid than your mom was i was i was furious and she dragged me into panera i did not want to meet jeff and um i met jeff and i had a really great feeling and right away i was like we're gonna work together and this is gonna be awesome so for somebody that's an aspiring artist listening and they can't get to a label or anything they are looking to get a manager right i mean do they wait for the moment for someone to seek them out or should they be actively seeking um i would say network as much as possible but don't just get with a manager just to have a manager you Mm want to make sure it's the right person um i had a couple other managers talk about working with me before jeff and there were some things i really didn't like about them for one they were unknown but they took on a bunch of artists and i was like well what what I'm trying to do here is kind of a one in a million thing. Yeah. And if you're unknown, like we're all unknown, how are you going to launch six artists successfully? So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about that. And so with Jeff, I'm his only musical client um, and he works on passion. Like he's just as, yeah. he's just as much passionate as I am. And you just got to find somebody out there who believes in it just as much as you do. Very well said, because that's how you're actually going to make it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about Massachusetts, because when you hear Massachusetts, like uh, country music is not (laughs) the first thing you think of. How did you get into it? So I, when I was five years old, I knew I wanted to be an entertainer someday. Mm -hmm. It started with musical theater. When I was 10 years old, I wanted to be Hannah Montana and she had a guitar. (laughs) So I needed a guitar. Who didn't want to be Hannah Montana? (laughs) And so I got my first guitar and I started taking lessons and I was given a homework assignment. I had to listen to Faith Hill, Keith Urban and Rascal Flatts. I had to learn some of their songs in my lesson. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, what is country music? This is going to be a boring homework assignment. You didn't even really know? I like knew what it was, but I had never really listened to it before. You weren't exposed. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The the closest thing to country music I had ever heard of was Hannah Montana. Right. And and her dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, um... So I started listening to the songs for my homework assignment and I was like, wow, I really like this music. And I realized when I was like 12 years old that this is what I want to be when I grow up. Mm -hmm. So I started performing anywhere that would have me. 
Wow. So you then, how how was it liking country music in Massachusetts? Were you that in the minority? Where, is that oh, where some yeah. of the bullying came That's from? That's exactly why the bullying happened. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I always struggled with it a little bit before because of, you know, wanting to be an entertainer, doing theater, and kids gave me a really hard time for that. But then when I wanted to be a country artist... And I started performing country songs and wearing cowgirl boots and doing things. And people gave me a really hard time. So I struggled a lot in school and it led to me struggling with self-confidence. I was super outgoing as a little kid Mm -hmm. and I wasn't afraid of anything. And then after being bullied, I had massive stage fright. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even talk. I couldn't present projects in school. I was the most shy kid ever. So I've definitely come a long way since that point. So is there a moment in the bullying, like one thing that really stands out to you that kind of pushed you into the direction of having such horrible stage fright? It was just, it was a lot of things building up Mm -hmm. and it was hearing a lot of, you should just give up. You'll never be good enough. You didn't deserve that. You, you're never going to be pretty enough. And like, I didn't believe in myself anymore. And I was afraid of what people would say about me or to me, um, if I got on stage and then it got to a point in high school, I was so angry at the way people were treating me that I just wanted to prove everybody wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted to show these people that I can do this. And I didn't care how terrified I was. I just wanted to get on stage and do this for real. Yeah. So that's what led to my motivation to work really, really hard. And now you have this great song, an anti-bullying Thank song, Rome. And uh, you're doing some really great things with it too. You're you're touring schools, right? Yes. And talking and singing with them. What's that been like? So when the new year came for 2018, yeah. I said to Jeff that my goal for 2018 is to visit 100 schools and talk to kids about my story growing up, what I went through and play some songs for them and hopefully give them the courage to get through it yeah. and believe in themselves. And so for the sec, it was the second half of the school year once school picked up in January after the holidays and I did 50 or 51 schools. And so I only have 50 left until January again to finish that goal. Dang. <laughs> and hopefully I can like do more and break my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's keeping me really busy. And people ask me all the time, they're like, how are you going to visit 100 schools in a year? And I'm like, well, there's 365 days in a year. Yes, you've got plenty of time. <laughs> right? You'll do it. That's for sure. I mean, the fact that you've already done that many is so impressive. Thank you. And okay, so I am kind of intimidated by like middle schoolers and stuff because right. they can like really come at you. They can be in their groups. They can still, right. you know, you have flashbacks to the days when you were bullied. Oh, every time I walk through the doors, yes. I get all the flashbacks. Right. Right. And so like I was bullied too. So like, Aww. you know, I get, I get those flashbacks as well. But I mean, how how are they now? Like, do you notice differences with kids today from when, I mean, you weren't in school that long ago, but. Yeah, actually, I think the bullying is worse now because. Worse. Yeah, some of the things that kids are saying to other kids were not things that like kids said so nonchalantly when I was being bullied. Mm-hmm. And when I was being bullied, it was like, on Facebook and now like Instagram and Snapchat just make things so much worse. Mm -hmm. And, but when I go to these schools and I talk to these kids, a lot of them reach out to me afterwards and they say that like, you know, they learned that they want to be nicer or that they learned um, how to get through it and seeing somebody come out the other end and be successful really inspires them. And 
um, to, you know, be themselves and not change just because they're bullied. So if I can just help one kid when I go to these schools, then I've done my job. Exactly. I'm so glad to hear that they're reaching out to you after the fact. too. Oh, it's really. Yeah, that's like the most rewarding part yeah. is to, sometimes they'll actually tell me their own stories. And it's really nice to hear yeah. yeah. So you brought up social media and yes. that's something that you are very active on as well. <laughs> and when you put yourself in the public eye like that, then you're opening yourself up. All of us are right. whenever you're going into social media, you're opening yourself up to the trolls, the haters. Yeah. How do you deal with them today, especially since you're on your anti-bullying campaign? That's really that's funny you brought that up. Uh, last week, I posted a picture on a boat and somebody told me that they hope I fall off and drown. What? <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? What the heck? I just can't help but laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, it just doesn't get under my skin anymore. It's just funny. It's like, oh my gosh, you're just so such a grouch. Like, right. I just call people a grouch. Like, I'm super happy and I would never even think about saying that to anybody. Um, I just brush it off. I just, I kind of make it I mean, it's not fun, but I make it fun by laughing it off and just moving on. Right. Well, that's good advice for everybody that's going through it right now because so many people are. And it's really hard to get to that place where you can be able to laugh it off. How do you think you got there? Do you think it's because of all this experience that you've been having with talking to people? I mean, absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. when when I was being bullied, it tore me down. But in the end, it made me stronger. And now I don't care what anybody thinks of me. Like I'm confident I'm happy and I'm not gonna change for anybody and so yeah okay so one of the other things that I really want to talk to you about because this fascinates me I uh being a child of radio and (laughs) working in radio you know I am a big fan of Elvis Duran and I've noticed that he has been a big supporter of you I mean he's the reason that you were on the Today Show yes I thought you went on his show and everything Mm -hmm. how did that relationship come about I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) it's just as random as it seems Um, yes um last summer I was at home in Massachusetts and I got a phone call from Jeff and he said that in six days I was performing on the Today Show. Shut up. Yeah. You only had six days notice? (laughs) Holy moly. And I knew that if a bigger news story came up that I could get bumped off. Right, yeah. So... I had so many emotions like um, I had never done anything even close to that at that point. Like I had done a lot of radio and TV, but it was all local stuff. I had never done anything national. And so I was really nervous, but um, it was one of the coolest experiences ever. And then this summer, Elvis had me on his show uh, last week. And that that was so cool. He's just so supportive. And um, I think he connects with like the anti-bullying message and it's really cool that I'm making friendships and connections in the industry and with fans like through this story because so many people relate to it. For those that don't know, just to get you caught up, Elvis Duran is a radio show host. He does a nationally syndicated show yes. for pop radio. I know, that was so cool. Yeah, so have you... Rome got some pop spins. I know, yeah, because <laughs> like, he actually played it on the radio, yes. right? Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of reaction did you get from an appearance like that and from exposure to a different audience like that? Just so cool. And now some of the stations that his show gets played on are inviting me in to visit. And I'm just like, this is really cool. So, So I'm having thoughts of maybe making a pop version of Rome and releasing it to pop radio. So maybe So would you like that being like a crossover artist? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I think I I could see you doing that as well. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about this women's movement that's happening right Mm -hmm. now, because obviously this podcast is born from that. Right. And for 
those that don't know, I do always like to explain how this podcast is called Women Want to Hear Women. And that's derived from a phrase that many of us have been told to our face. You have just recently, basically, that <laughs> women don't want to hear women. Right. So when you hear that phrase... How do you feel about that when you're being told that as a woman? How do you feel about that? Because I know you're a huge fan of female artists. My biggest thought that I've had recently about this is, especially when I go into labels about mm-hmm. it, and when they read my resume and they say what they say, and I can't help but think, well, if I was a guy, would you sign me based on everything I've done? And is that the only reason why you're not interested is because of like the fact that I'm a girl? Right. And- it's such a weird thing to think about because it really shouldn't be the case, you know? And it seems like a silly reason to pass up an opportunity to work with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just think we need more female voices on the radio. You can go for over an hour listening to the radio and you just hear guys. There's no representation for the and females. Be- and yeah. because, I mean, there's so many talented guys, but because they're just playing guys for such a long time, I start to not even realize when the song changes. Because- I have been there. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I have definitely been there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. So then who are some of your female role models? Faith Hill. Like, I want to be her. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? That's, that's She's goals she's all around. Just everything. Like. Yeah, she's everything. Yeah. I, I love her. I think that she's a great role model. I think she's gorgeous. I think she's talented. And why wasn't I born as Faith Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in another life, right? <laughs> right? Who else is really big in your um, life? I mean, and not even on the radio, maybe. Like, who are some uh, women that are just really strong in your life? Um, well, in my life, my mom yeah. is a really big role model for me. Um, because I don't have any sisters. I have two younger brothers. So I'm the big sister. Mm-hmm. I'm the princess. Um, but so my mom's been a very influential woman in my life. Um, and yeah, she really helped me get to where I am today. Yeah, You wouldn't have a Jeff if it wasn't for your mom. That's right. Thanks That's to her. Right. Uh-huh. Who knows where I'd be? That's a scary thought, actually. I know, I know. <laughs> what would we be without our moms? I don't even yes. know. Uh, Jesse, I know we do need to wrap up pretty soon here because we want to get your performances going. You're going to be doing two performances? Yes. yes? Okay, yes. so are you going to do Rome? I'm going to do Rome. Fantastic. And then you're going to play it forward. Which song are you going to do? I'm going to do Peter Pan by Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, obsessed. Okay, and then we need to wrap Wrap up with your picks for this week's Women Want to Hear Women playlist. All right. My five picks are High Horse, Casey Musgraves. Love it. Uh, Better Man, Little Big Town. Oh, yes. Road Less Traveled, Lauren Elena. Mm -hmm. The House That Built Me, Miranda Lambert. And Babe, Sugarland, and Taylor Swift. Perfect. Love those songs. Oh, that's so perfect. And I'm going to add your songs to that as well. So make sure to go check that out and make sure to check out the videos as well of Jesse's performances, which we're going to do right now. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you Uh, for having me. And thank you for what you're doing with this message of bullying. Absolutely. It's so important right now. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So poised, so confident, so talented. I love her. If you have little ones, she is a perfect role model. And you know what? Like, scratch that. She's a perfect role model for adults, too. Love supporting her. And, of course, all the ladies that take part in this podcast. Hey, we want to start inviting some guys into this conversation, too. So keep tweeting your suggestions for women you want to be featured, but also what guys you'd like to hear from on this topic. Because in the end, we all just need to lift each other up. 
Now, I'm at Elena D. Smith. You can also find us at Nash CNTRY Daily. Make sure to check out Jesse's performances at NashCountryDaily.com. And a quick thank you to Jeff Golko, Brian Webb, and Jim Casey. Now, let's not forget, not only women want to hear women, men do too. Thanks for listening.